Hello, 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 and welcome to the Rabbit Hole Heroines. My name is Jessica, the Big Weird Mom. And I'm Jess, Crazy Mother Runner. And we have Sadie back with us today. Um, as you might have remembered from, I think it was, we talked to you maybe a month or two ago. Um, Sadie has been involved with the Katie Sorensen case. So, so Katie was the, as a reminder, she was, um, the kind of wannabe Instagram influencer who um, made up a really weird story, basically falsely accusing you, Sadie, of trying to kidnap her kids in a Michaels right before Christmas this last year. Um, we are we are catching up with Sadie today, and we're excited to hear kind of what's been happening um, since we talked last. Um, you know, usually our shows go about an hour plus last week, we almost went to. <laughs> um, so we we're just doing a quick catch up with Sadie. And uh, we're gonna see kind of where everyone is at right now. Sadie, how are you doing? I'm good. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, we're so, so happy to have you back again. Uh, tell us what you've been up to in the last couple of weeks and uh, kind of catch us up to speed on what's going on with the case. Um. Katie went to court and um, she apparently has a new attorney and um, I believe she filed a demur, which is basically trying to get the case thrown out. Um, mm -hmm. And then they charged her with another charge of filing a false report. So she's at three counts, I believe now. And um, the proceedings will start July 1st. So now it's just kind of, you know, waiting for things to move along. Everybody knows that the justice mm -hmm. system takes time. So yeah. just trying to kind of move on with life a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> what, yeah. what does that mean, adding that, um, that additional um, count of lying to the police? What does that mean for her case and the possible outcome? Well, they're all, you know they're all misdemeanor charges. And so what does that look like at this point? Who knows? Mm -hmm. I mean, worst case scenario, if I were to get that lucky, she'd get five years in jail for each count. But logically, realistically, we know that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, I, I could pray. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, so I don't know, but some kind of punishment accountability and the more accounts that rack up, that's always a good sign. So, mm -hmm. you know, just hoping that the justice system does something in this, in this situation. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just kind of got to wait and see, you know, I'll continue to put Katie's name and updates out there as they come along, but my life does not revolve around Katie. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Is there any, um, is, has she changed at all in regards to, her social media media presence like have you noticed anything different no same since the day i spoke nothing has changed her attorney hasn't even spoken or made a comment i just know she switched to an attorney um mm -hmm. i don't know for what reason um everybody saw the gofundme her mommy made her um 
<laughs> Other than that, I've seen the same things you guys have and silence. Right. Which I kind of find interesting because I don't know. Have you guys been following Chrissy Teigen's story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have. And so it was kind of tripping off that. Um, she was obviously in the wrong, apparently more than once, it sounds like. Yeah. But um, I got to give her points for stepping up and owning her her mistakes and um, coming back and addressing it and trying to teach and learn from it. You know, that's a that's a big move. Yeah, definitely. I Bigger mean, than it, silence. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and we see this a lot, you know, a, a lot of people kind of taking missteps in this kind of cancel culture, you know, community that we live in now. And I oh, feel yeah. like the people who come out looking the best in these sorts of situations are someone, someone who says, look, I made a mistake and I'm learning from it. But like, yeah. man, she just keeps digging her heels in and, you know, with the GoFundMe and everything, which I am shocked is still up. Um, I, I spoke with a GoFundMe employee and she said that, you know, there was kind of a um, I, I can't remember exactly what, what she said, it, that there were, there were some steps that they had to take to have it taken down and that mm -hmm. it would only take a couple of days, but it's, it's still up, right? Yeah. And I've emailed and then they basically, you know, they send you an email with a ticket number and it's, I don't know, it just seems like you're talking to nobody. Um, right. I mean, gratefully, it's not like going up. I think she got $20 more since the last time we talked about it, but it just yeah. is crazy. What's your yeah. goal? 50,000? I think so. Yeah. But the, and, and to me, it wasn't, I mean, it sucks. It's crazy that she's asking for people's money. But on top of that, her mom is using it to share a story that is not true. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah, what right. got me. Right. You know, it, it's right. It's this, this thing that we actually, we, you see this from like Marjorie Taylor Greene and everybody, it's pushing this fake news media, like mm -hmm. that, that as if, as if you who were falsely accused by her are trying to somehow like slander her image. And, you know, that, that is crazy. And that, you know, that kind of speaks to the, the white privilege aspect of mm -hmm. it, you know? Yeah. It, because, Everything that I've actually said about her um, is stuff that she said and I repeated. So I'm not slandering her. And mm -hmm. it's stuff that she put out into the world, not me. Um, right. I don't go around talking about her. I would never have mentioned her ever in my life or thought twice about her if she hadn't done this. I'm just defending myself and don't feel the need to walk through life with, as a tar with a target on my back. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Have you um, seen kind of the the outlook on on you and kind of you know I know you're pretty well respected in the community that you're in um you know what what's changed since we last talked to you on that do you do you feel more confident or um in the way um, things are going I do um we live in a small town and for the most part everybody's pretty supportive you know you always have a couple of haters what mm -hmm. are you gonna do <laughs> um <laughs> but for the most part no that you know these are my children's friends, parents, and um, fellow community members, neighbors. Um, everybody's been wonderful, um, just supportive. Everybody mm -hmm. kind of, you know, it's a joke, and then it, you, it turns into a serious conversation when people really ask, you know, what happened or whatnot. But everybody's been wonderful. 
um, it put me in a position where, you know, I can speak more and be more involved. And I guess that's a positive. Um, mm -hmm. Petaluma does need some change. Um, I'm on the ad hoc committee. So working with them and trying to maybe bring the town and the community together yeah. um, is a goal. I know you were like pushing for like legislation. Mm -hmm. Are you still in that? <clears throat> I am. Um, okay. Just kind of working with a committee. I can't say too much, but you know, anybody that wants to support us can always email the city council with public comments. Um, I do think it's important that, you know, so this doesn't happen to others and to, for everybody to be on the same page, you do need to pass mm -hmm. laws and legislations um, or people end up in, you know, these types of situations and it's yeah. not fair. It's not. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys heard, but um, the school board president, her three daughters were hit by a car um, last week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And everybody's okay i mean minor somebody had a broken foot okay. i think one was a concussion <clears throat> and the other one more scratch or scratching scratches and bruises mm -hmm. um but she's the school board president and she lives in a predominantly white community um i'm pretty but she's a public figure she's well known she's worked throughout our town i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure if she was white um the support the the story would have been out mm -hmm. there. It would have been um, addressed differently. Um, yeah. Hearing the details of only sending one child to the hospital and not all three and an officer oh sending God. one of the children to get up and keep walking another half a mile to pick up the other kid they were walking to pick up. Like in a normal world, I envision a police officer sending all three kids to the hospital and sending mm -hmm. a separate officer to pick up said child at school and coordinating with the parents and mm -hmm. there was just a lot of balls wow. dropped or yeah and and you just have to wonder is that because of your skin tone yeah i mean what can you tell us a little bit about her background i mean like um she's been a counselor teacher throughout petaluma she's a well-known mm -hmm. person and unfortunately when the schools got shut down and the community was fighting about wanting schools open um, she took a lot of slack for that mm -hmm. because um, while she was, you know, working with everybody to reopen the schools at a safe fashion, um, she was also addressing all the racial situations that were going on in town. And mm -hmm. she made it a priority. She made it a point that both were a priority. Yeah. And so we all know that everybody's not receptive or open to that. Mm -hmm. So that put her in a seat to be, you know, harassed. And then, you know, to have this happen, you just have to wonder why yeah. were her children treated so differently? No, right. no, it wasn't a targeted situation. It was an, a solely an accident, like the person stayed and. Well, we hope so. I don't, we don't know because. Don't know the, the details. Um, the person who hit them was released from the scene within maybe 20 minutes, give or take. Um, everything just that? seemed like it was kind of. Rushed. Rushed. Um yeah, it'll be That's interesting to see how it all plays out. Mm -hmm. I just felt like they didn't do their due diligence in looking out for this mm -hmm. community member. Right. And when we're sitting in a position where we're trying to bring everybody together, things like those are prime examples. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah, our school board president. How does nobody right. know about this? 
Right. And, you know, making a, ma- a minor walk alone after they've been in an accident of any kind Dramatic. is, is yeah. not okay. I mean, are there any repercussions at all, uh, you know, on the, on the officer? It makes you or? wonder. I don't know. We'll, we'll wait and see. But I, right. as a mother of five, if I sent my three kids to pick up one of my other children, I wouldn't want my one child to continue walking alone to go pick up the other child, especially no. after you were hit by a car. So the mental trauma alone, even if the kids said they were okay, it's just so many red flags in this story. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, um, the last time we were on, you know, Petaluma is so interesting. It's like halfway in between this, like, you know, you, you've got this super whitewashed County in between Petaluma and San Francisco, which is, I would think to be more, oppressive and and more accepting and and more like uh, thoughtful of these types of situations so it's like you've got that buffer of marin and then you're kind of getting into the boonies a little bit so you know i would think that it's kind of touch and go like it just depends on which cop you get which shouldn't shouldn't be like that i think you hit it on the nail Um, Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be that way they should all be the same yes right yeah. Well, you know, it, hopefully with these dash cams and everything, you know, it seems like they're trying to be held more accountable. But like, on the other hand, it also seems like it's almost putting more of a divide in between the like Blue Lives Matter and the Black Lives Matter crew. Like it, it mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if um, just if you saw a Driven Progressive posted a video about um, and I don't know the background of the situation, but um, a cop basically pulling like a pit maneuver to get um a lady to pull oh, over the woman. oh my god yes yeah and she flipped and her car flipped her, her car right yeah. and, and she, she was like even very clearly video. yeah she was very like very clearly um pulling over or mm-hmm. at least getting off on the exit right like, she had turned her hazards on which is state law there that if you turn your hazards on you're just trying to find a safe location that's perfectly acceptable and right. she even said that like the moment he came to the vehicle because I heard the dash cam or the, no, his cam um, audio where he, she was like, I had my flashlight. He goes, it doesn't matter, ma'am. Why didn't you pull it? Like, and just like still berating Mm -hmm. her as she's upside down in a car expressing, Hey, I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, Still like (laughs) blaming her for him flipping her car over when she was following standard protocol. Right. Like right. if you're mad already that you had to pull them over, you shouldn't be a police officer. Mm-mm. Like you're just doing your due diligence by pulling them over. I understand that. But if that irks you and pisses you off, you're already in the wrong job. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I mean, I spoke with our police chief before and he's a wonderful gentleman. And mm-hmm. I do think that I do think that he's with the times and I do think that he wants change. And I think that he's in a, Horrible position. I would hate to be him, to be honest. Um, But, you know, he has a team of officers that are below him or under him. And it all falls back to him. And can he really control how every officer acts every time they leave the building? No. Does he really know? No. Until you hear a report of one of them being, you know, or not handling things correctly, like said situation the other day. So there's a lot of work to be done, but I think in Mm -hmm. order for it to be done, you need 
<laughs> you need the police to support the BIPOC community mm -hmm. because who supports the police? All the racist people. It's a circle. Mm -hmm. So until they see all that, the racist people aren't going to change. That's right. just my opinion. Yeah. I think it's and there circle. needs to be more push to, you know, have police officers who are in the neighborhood that they live in. Like, I Big think that, that should be yeah. a, a mm -hmm. requirement. I always say that. For lots of reasons. I mean, like, mm -hmm. you know, you don't really understand um, a community until you live there, I've, I feel like. And if you're going to, you know, if you're going to go to another community, like, who knows what their, their um, motivations might be if somebody, you know, I think that there's so many different aspects to look at, you know, you know, what needs to be done is accountability. And like, yeah. I mean, like, what, what do you feel like you've done to, to like talk? I mean, you said you had talked to the police chief, like, you are a tough, tough woman. Like, like, no, I'm just wondering, like, how are you holding them accountable to, like, move on in the future? Um, well, that's why I joined the committee, so that I could mm -hmm. work with everybody and try to bring some change to Petaluma. So I can't really speak on all that. If everybody watches the meetings, then you guys know what we're all discussing or whatnot. But just in an um, open conversation when I've spoken with him before, um, but, but just seeing, you know, everybody kind of has to find a way to come together in order for that to change. I mean, unfortunately, people always say it's not about the police. But when you live in a small town and the racist people sort, support the police, it is about them. Mm -hmm. And until the police change, the racist people aren't going to. Right. It, it's kind of like following the leader. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, I actually just talked about this with some, in a video I made kind of in the conversation, um, how it's, it's not only that, it's the police are protecting one another. You know, they almost have this, you know, secret society um, where they are, you know, backing each other up, but to a point that they're, you know, almost covering things up and things are happening um, at an elevated level that is not getting out to the public. And they're, you know, they're just sliding in the rug like, oh, you know, so and so did that. But he, it wasn't with that. Like, they're just they're making excuses for each other. They're covering each other's asses. And so we're seeing this, you know, and, and the few that get that are outspoken and speak out against it, what happens to them? They get pushed out of the force. They get, get blasted. They get, you know, put on administrative leave. Like, I mean, we've seen police officers come out on the other side of this where they're like trying to, you know, have actual justice and accountability in their police force and they're being marked a black sheep. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and getting basically treated to the point that they, they leave the force. I mean, there's, I think there's a couple of TikTokers on there that I've run past that were former police officers that left because they were outspoken about accountability and, you know, just kind of this, you know, club mentality that was going on in the police force. Right. And that, that bleeds out into the families too. I mean, like mm -hmm. I, I dated a guy whose family was all in the force and he was planning to be a police officer when I was in college. And it was like, his uh, sister had gotten out of, he actually lived in Petaluma. His sister had gotten out of um, D, several DUIs because she was on the list where, you know, if she gets pulled over, it's just like, okay, we'll make sure she gets home right. safely. And it's like that, that is feeding that camaraderie of protection and like, yeah. Uh, you know, do only, you know, only protect your brothers. And, you know, it's not, this is not war. Like, 
right? you know, <laughs> daily life. This is like, you need to be held accountable for your actions, no matter right. who you are or who you're related to or yeah. who you know. And I yeah, think but- you run into that more like in small town than in big city. Um, my, my family's police too. I mean, and I don't hide that and they're in San Francisco and I know that my family treats people with most respect and they don't go around, you know, tormenting people or handling things shady. I, but they're the next generation, you know, they're raised differently mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, somebody who might've been raised in a small town with predominantly white people. And maybe they were either taught that people that are different are scary or bad or mm-hmm. just the unknown tends to scare people a lot. And so they react. And I don't know if you're that person. Once again, you shouldn't be a police officer. I mean, there's right. a list, but it just, I mean, my kids are surrounded by police officers, parents, and I adore these people. But then I go out and I see the people that drive around town, the officers, and I don't know, we don't call the police. <laughs> that's on our yeah. do not list, do not do this. And that's just really sad that we've gotten to that point in our society that there are groups of people that would rather handle a situation that they probably shouldn't be handling on their own versus incorporating the police, you know? Well, do you have any indication of kind of how this demur thing will go? I mean, like, you know, I know that she keeps pushing it off. Do we know how long she can do that? No, she's back in court July 1st. I don't think she's getting any more pushes or shoves, Mm -hmm. I hope. Um, My understanding was that she got the that one free pass because of the switch of attorneys. Mm -hmm. Um, I could be wrong, but that's the way that I understood it. Um, So I believe starting July 1st, things will start to move forward. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, I believe that once the once the trial starts, everybody will then hear the real story of what actually happened and understand that um, we're as innocent as we've, as we've said since the very beginning. Yeah. I look yeah. forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it <laughs> seems like yeah. the judge is kind of, you know, a lot on the same page as you. I mean, you know, she, correct me if I'm wrong, but do, do you think that she added the extra charge kind of as a like, okay, come on now, like, Quit pushing this off. We can. You're you're just gonna face negative consequences if you keep continuing. To well, I don't think like it was the judge. I think it was the DA that mm-hmm. um, oh, okay. to charge her with another charge. So, um, I don't know. I've been paying close attention to everything. I know that the justice system is slow. Mm-hmm. I know that um, you have to be persistent, and so I just try to stay up to date on whatever goes on and. Um, if they need any help or info or, you know, me for any reason or whatnot, I'm always available, but mm-hmm. just kind of following it. It's out of our hands at this time. So right. we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mm-hmm. just want to make sure that, you know, she doesn't do it to anybody else. She moved to a whole yeah. other state. Yeah. I, th- I thought I was going to say, didn't she move out of, out of the area? Yeah. And so since she's been quiet and her social media is still up, I'm assuming that she's waiting for this all to die down so she can return Mm -hmm. to her normal life. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm praying that (laughs) she'll get charged. She'll get prosecuted. And then I can take that paperwork and address Instagram and Facebook Mm -hmm. 
and have her platforms removed as they did yeah. with Senor Trump. You know, same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are certain yeah. people that just shouldn't have a platform, and I believe she's yeah. one of them. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If you're found, like, if you're found guilty of falsifying a police report and and the, the whole portion of the, the evidence based on that was the live video that you did on Instagram, like, you shouldn't be able to continue to do that yeah. anymore. And, and, you know, I can, I can make a commitment to you that I will do whatever I can to, to yeah. get her off of, you know, Thank the, you. her following, you know, like, and I don't take that lightly. Like, you know, I've been in the same position where I feel like because of my involvement with January 6th, like, I feel like I've been pushed down, you know, and, and shadow banned just because I use the words that the other side uses. So yeah. it's like, if, if that is the case for me, like, and I had no involvement whatsoever, like, how come she can, you know, continue to, to do this? And in a, you know, like we, we were talking about last week with the MLMs, like, she's, she's involved with an MLM. And this is what, exactly what we're talking about <laughs> talking about of an MLM which is terrifying right right yeah which you know shows you just how bad Duterra is too that they didn't drop her after this <laughs> what MLM is she on Duterra oh what's that she's she's an oily mama <laughs> oh okay an oily mom Oh, yes. I just love that term. They're my favorite. <laughs> this makes me feel really hot. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, um, has your lawyer given you any kind of insight on what he expects, or he's really kind of just like, well, we have to see where the chips fall, kind of situation? Um, no, they just, you know, following, seeing, waiting. You know, it's in the hands of the DA. Okay. You know, they. They have their evidence. I don't want to speak on any of that, you know. Yeah. I'm confident in what they're doing. Like I said. Well, they, have, um, they have recordings of that day too, right? That's how they kind of found out that she I'm was. I'm pretty certain they do. I'm pretty yeah. certain yeah. that the technology in this day and age, there's, you could probably see us walking straight through the whole store. Mm-hmm. In the door, out the door to our car. With your baby Jesus right. in hand. Yeah. I will keep that baby Jesus forever now. <laughs> a reminder of your infamous day. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I, it was funny you mentioned um, the, the the school the principal um, and you made that she's getting a lot of hate. I actually remember having conversations, particularly about California, because um, you do have a big, you know, immigration population in that in that state. And there was these women like they're letting they're letting immigrants come to school in person. And I'm like, are you talking about ELL, which is a small group? Um, you know, and I know because we have a good amount of immigrants in our area and we, they did, they got the same treatment as um, the SPED students because they need more one-on-one treatment. They are English learning language, you know, students. Um, so they were able to come in four days a week, abbreviated days and get some, you know, educational experiences in person because they needed it. And we're talking about mass, like small groups, which I'm sure California was probably very similar. They probably had them broken up among different districts. But she was just like, it's just not fair. And I'm like, no, it's different. Your children don't have, I mean, in a sense, it's almost like a disability being in our country and not understanding the language. It's no different than Mm -hmm. the special education program. So 
they are getting this more, you know, interactive education because for them missing anything is just detrimental. Oh, big um, time. But it's just so funny that you have to have these conversations and then it's the very, and again, she was a, you know, and I'm not saying anything against it because I'm sure there's other, other nationalities that had a problem with it. I'm not arguing that, but she was a white woman, like middle age, just like, this is unacceptable. And I'm just like, but is it like, you're not really looking at the big picture. Um, and you know, it was just, it's just so frustrating. And I don't know, I feel so bad yeah. for the people in the education department that are just trying to do the best both by yeah. the kids and by the health mandates. And, yep. you know, um, you know, I have kids, I have students or parents now that are trying to advocate to remove masks in elementary yeah. school for the beginning of next year, even though we will not have vaccinations available for them. <coughs> and I'm like, I don't want that. Like if we have staff that's fully vaccinated, I could be okay with that, but allowing all of these children that, you know, many of which are probably going to homes that aren't vaccinated, that don't believe in masks, that are not following, you know, CDC guidelines, you know, that's exposing kids like mine that I actually give a shit and, you know, want them to be protected. And the response I get is, well, then just keep them home. Why should I have to change the way I live my life? Because you're afraid of a piece of fabric over your face. But anyways, it's just, yeah. I just seeing how much they're dealing with. Yeah. I think that I, I think the big, the, you know, when you talk about, you know, education and, and equality, you know, one of the big things that we need to be pushing for as a community is, um, is to have internet services available to everybody, no matter what their, um, what their income status is. Like it should be, it should be easier than applying for food stamps or whatever to, mm -hmm. to, you know, if you're in a certain income bracket to, you know, cause it, technology is, you know, obviously we're sitting here having a conversation in different corners of the United States. Like, you know, we can, we can learn, like they can learn English. They can, they can, you know, get even a trade school, you know, on online, like mm -hmm. it, it, it's, what you after seeing what we could do as a community over the span of COVID, like there is no reason why everyone in this country shouldn't have access to yeah. education. Well, and that's that's good. Back they're awful. They're awful. Right. Like, why do we have classrooms that have 20 to 25 students in it with one teacher and no aides or one aide split between five teachers? And, you know, everybody's. Right announces that the public school system is the breakdown of our society. And I'm like, you're right. Why don't we fund that? Like, why don't we make better decisions in our political? We don't push for that. Right. You know, the more because about the and, and you wonder, you know, you see from the right, this pushback of like, you know, getting kids back in school and no more digital learning. And, and they're not there. You know, they call, you know, internet for all socialism and, and, you know, there's a reason why, you know, everyone who is in, with the exception of maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene, but who is in high level politics, who is Republican, they know what they're doing. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, like, you know, you look at, at Mitch McConnell and he is just like, he, it is just so frustrating. He's not letting anything happen and not letting anything progress. And it's like, man, you're about to die, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> Sitting here, just let um, it happen, you know. <laughs> I know everybody talking about kids going back to school and COVID and whatnot. Um, my children had COVID, all four, 
and that was mm -hmm. a year ago, almost a year ago. Wow. And um, I just had to share. So my 11-year-old repeated some stomach cramps since, and they come maybe every other month. They last about two weeks in a ball. We're currently dealing with that right now. Oh. So when people speak of the aftermath of COVID, it is real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay. it, it's not everybody. Just like who yeah. gets it. It's like a lottery. Do the rest right. of my kids have it? No, just her. But, but they're saying and she's I'm having long haul. Like one ten, one in ten kids that experience COVID have some form of long hauler symptoms, with like wow. an undetermined amount of you know after effects. Yeah. So. Yeah, stomach pains. That's awful. And we've we've got a friend who is I think she's two years younger than me. She she had a freaking pacemaker put in because she has had so many long haul heart issues so from COVID and and it's just it's so it's so hard to see your loved ones going through that and then to see all the denial and to see, you know, I made a video about um, the only thing that's on parlor right now is, is like how to get away with either not wearing a mask or not getting <laughs> vaccinated and how they're, they're selling these. I do not consent to vaccination cards as oh, if yeah. like someone is literally like walking down the street, like just jabbing people. Like, <laughs> So you, you're getting the looks here, kind of, um, since everything opened back up. You go in some places, and so the people working typically still have masks on, for the most part, mm -hmm. except yeah. for maybe mom-and-pop businesses. Mm -hmm. um, and so you'll walk in, and I tend to still walk in with my mask on. Well, I did have a little acne issue going on, so I was really trying to hide that. But yeah. <laughs> so I was like, let me keep Bonus. my mask on. <laughs> And then I walked in and I realized everybody was staring at me like I was the cuckoo. And I was like, really? Oh, shit. Oops. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it was crazy. <laughs> I, and then I went into the next store and the same thing. And I realized, oh, wow, majority of these people don't really want to be wearing masks anymore. That's crazy. It yeah. Is. I, I, I mean, know. I I went and finally I got my hair done for the first time since October 2019 because I'm my little preemie baby. And um it seems like up here in Tahoe, like I think, I don't know if it's because like a lot of it is like the real close um, area people, they're still into it. Um, it seems like around here, people are pretty much only wearing masks. Um, like I'll go to the grocery store and I'll see only like one or two people. I just wait for the kids. Here. It's not here, but I, it's funny. I feel like the people... I feel like people are more honest here. I'm sure there's a handful of them that are not wearing masks that aren't vaccinated. But like, I've noticed that people that clearly have a concern or maybe don't want to appear like a Republican are wearing masks inside. Because almost, I would say 90% of our grocery stores and, and like any place inside has basically a sign that says, please wear a mask. Mm -hmm. vaccinated. Like they're following the CDC. Mm -hmm. But obviously they're not confirming that as they're walking in the door. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of look at them all to each as their own. I don't really care what anybody else does. I kind of stay away from everybody. It's, you know, who am I yeah, to judge same, the next person? Same. So that's fine. But when they all look at me crazy, when I walk in with my mask on, that's where I'm like, really? I'm yeah. not judging you. Right. I mean, like, I'm planning on wearing a mask during cold and flu season after this. I liked not getting sick for 
I know. All year. It was great. So, so I finally <laughs> took mine off, okay, and we went to a freaking outdoor <laughs> gathering. Tell me why I did not have a massive sinus infection for the next 10 days. <laughs> Had to get on antibiotics. I'm like, are you kidding me? I haven't been sick for a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And I go out in public and I'm sick. <laughs> what the hell? And there was yeah. even, they were like talking on the news. Like we were watching like the morning news, listen to the weather. And they like had brought a mention past like the masks are coming off. Cold and flu season's coming back. Like people are getting sick. I'm like, great. Yeah. Uh, Just what we gross. need. Allergy season. Well, Sandy, how can we, how can we support you moving forward? We hope, we hope to hear from you after Sandy's, um, after K Katie's um, <laughs> stuff is, sorry, I apologize. Um, after everything is settled with her, but like in the meantime, you know, what can we do besides report her GoFundMe page? <laughs> yeah, keep reporting her GoFundMe. Um, I don't know. Tell people to follow me. I'll keep everybody up to date. Bye. I'll check in, um, you know. I'm just out here doing me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Man, I gotta say, I've been seeing some of your stuff on social media. Your kids are freaking gorgeous. I'm like, oh, you look you. like you were running <laughs> a like top model competition in your house Thanks. right now. That's, a, <laughs> that's why I look like this. <laughs> they are my world. They, I yeah. am their, their assistant. So whatever yeah. they need, they tell me. One is grad. One just graduated, and so it's been her months, I guess. And it happens yeah. to be her birthday um, next week. And her and the boyfriend are a day apart, and they're both turning oh, eighteen. Yeah, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> next year, I'm like, no, no. They're <laughs> actually graduating. Um, they're leaving to Cabo with about twenty other oh. teenagers. Yeah, wow. graduation trip. And then they're um, when they get back, those two go to Disneyland. So they've got me busy lately. Um, yeah, that's, exciting, that's life with kids. It is. That's what you yeah. want. Yeah. You want them to grow up and enjoy life. Yeah. So yeah, we're excited. That one will be moving to Santa Barbara in August. So okay for school. Yeah. yeah. Nice. UCSB. No, she's just going to go to the JC and then she'll transfer yeah. to USB down the line. Nice. But Very cool. I don't know. They're they're independent little people. So they're like, oh, I want to leave. I'm like, that's Bye. my oldest too. She is ready to get out. I'm like, dude, you have a year. Give me my year. Okay. <laughs> <I'll come back. laughs> live your life. They always come back. Yeah. That one that I mean, look at me. Kids. I'm living in my mom's house now. So like she wants to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to move home. <laughs> I wouldn't. But my stepdad's also a Trumper. So oh, oh. gross. Yeah. yeah. No, my mom's are a lesbian, so that would be that would be quite the interesting combination. Trumper, Trumper lesbians. But anyways, <laughs> speaking of lesbians, um, next week we've got our Pride episode, I think, right, Jess? Is that yeah? Can we have it? Yep. We're gonna have we've, muscle and nursing on here. I'm yes, so excited. excited. I adore him. <laughs> yeah. Me too. That's exciting. Awesome. Well, we, um, we oh, as always love talking to you, Sadie. And um, we uh, hope to hear some good news from you soon. I'll um, be in touch. So. Yes. Keep us posted. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Maybe I'll see you in You're Toronto welcome. soon. Yes. Okay. Come, come up and visit. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you see for joining ya. us. Bye-bye. Okay,